I'm Lisa Popchak, and you're listening to Momfinance, for moms at every age and every stage. Being a mom is wondrous and delightful, but also at times exhausting and overwhelming and confusing and frustrating. Momfidence is a place for moms to come for encouragement, comfort, some new tools, and the confidence boost you need to be the mom you want to be. Welcome back, moms, to a brand new season of Momfidence. I'm so glad to be with you again as we creep into September and the school year starts. The summer was extremely busy around here, so while I had hoped to drop you a few podcasts, that didn't happen. Everything from lots of work to lots of joy. Our oldest child, our son, got engaged this summer, so lots of celebrating here. And God just turned my heart toward really being present for all of that. Um, The work was wonderful. It included a lot of things that I'll be bringing to you in the future, including some great new resources that are coming out of a symposium that Greg and I held at Notre Dame on family life this past summer. It was a little like planning a wedding and an academic brain trust all at once. Um, So it took a lot, and I needed to be present to my husband and my children and the ministry in those ways, and now I'm taking a big deep breath and so glad to be back with all of my fellow moms where we can really spend some time boosting each other up and giving each other that confidence to do what we're called to do as moms and, and be our best selves. And as we start this new season of momfidence, it's causing me to stop and really reflect, as I'm sure September is making many of you stop and reflect. Because all of us went to some school or another, we are, most of us, trained in in the academic year in some way. Um, This is certainly true if our kids go to school now, but even if our children aren't in school yet or they're past the school years, September and the school year seem to bring about that sense that happens a few times a year. I know that It happens again in January, the first of a new year. I know for many Christians it happens again um, during Lent, where we say, where are we supposed to go with this new season, this new time? And so September is really doing that for me, and I'm sure for many of you, as you plan the schedules for your life and for your children's lives, where new activity choices come into play, where you're grabbing all the school supplies and getting those ready, and you're just trying to figure out how you as a mom and your family can meet the new demands of of the school year this year. But often, as we reflect on that, it can become a bit daunting, a bit overwhelming. And that's especially true if we're planning around what I call the shoulds that lurk in the corners of our minds telling us all the stuff we must do if we really want to measure up as moms. But my question to you is, measure up to whom? You see, the shoulds, you should do this if you want to be a good mom. You should do that if you want to be able to fit in with us. You should be able to do this if you want your children to achieve. 
those shoulds come from so many places. Sometimes they come from the past, from expectations from our own parents or our teachers. Other times they come from other moms, the moms at school and our places of worship, and we see how they all do something, or even in some cases they really dictate how something should be done in your school or in your group. And, and there's not a lot of room for you to figure out your own way because the pressure is, is really on in that situation. Sometimes it comes from the social media that we look at because we see all of these moms whose houses are perfectly clean and who are creating perfectly healthy meals and who are doing 50,000 crafts. And, you know, it's just that, that standard where we see it through the lens they've created for us and then we internalize it and it, begun, it begins to become that should in our brain that sets a standard that's set by people we don't even really know, but it begins to undermine our own joy and our own peace and maybe even the voice of, of God telling us what we should be as moms in our own lives. Sometimes it's the books we read. Sometimes it's the standards we set for ourselves because something we've run across or people we've met set a standard that seems desirable in some way. And so we just begin to add those aspects to our lives and it affects our lives. Everything from how we dress to how we keep our homes to the activities we participate in to the number of things we enroll our children in in a given year. All of this can come to bear on us. It can even begin to um, dictate our spiritual life in some way where we begin to strive over those things. But I'm inviting you today in this first podcast of the new season of Momfidence as we all begin the new academic year together to take a breath and ask yourself, are those standards, those shoulds that are in your head, right for you and for your children? I just want you to take a moment, I invite you to take a moment and ask yourself, what are your ideals? Now, this can be a really hard question. Sometimes we're so busy just trying to get through the day, trying to get the homework done, trying to get the kids to bed so they can get more than two hours of sleep a night, trying to get them on the bus in time, trying to balance work and home and family and friends that we never stop and really say to ourselves, what are my personal ideals as a, fam as a mother and, and for our family? And I think that it's a wonderful thing to stop and ask ourselves this, because if we don't, life can become truly chaotic. You know, I, I get this image in my head sometimes of... Being at a birthday party, we, when I was a little girl, you know, birthday parties were very old school because it was that time. And one of the, the games that we would sometimes play at, at a child's birthday party when I was like four, five years old was pin the tail on the donkey. Now, they don't have an e-version of this, so I don't know if people still play this. But basically, for those of you who remember and for those of you who don't, I'll fill you in. 
There's this picture of a donkey on the wall somewhere. It's missing a tail. The child, all the kids line up. The child who's it gets blindfolded and spun around several times. So they lose their sense of direction. They're handed a paper tail and just pushed and said, go. And there's the kid, blindfolded and dizzy and having lost all sense of direction. And they're just supposed to march forward and pin the paper tail on the correct spot on the donkey. And then as a kid, we'd take off our blindfold to see how close we'd gotten to our goal, to, to that right place on the donkey. And whether we'd gotten close or we ended up all the way across the room from that donkey, we were usually just absolutely astonished. And we just wondered, how in the world did I end up here? Whether we'd gotten it dead on or we were just completely on the other side of the room, we didn't know how we got there. And I often think that that motherhood can be a lot like that, because unless we stop and pause, we end up without a sense of direction and no vision to really aim for. And it's very difficult to hit the mark. And we don't even know when we hit successes exactly how we hit them sometimes, so we can't replicate it in any way. We can't say, well, this is how I kept the family together through this, or this is how I inspired this child to do that successful thing. Even if it's as simple as, you know, they took the garbage out that night. We don't know what it was. But if we can stop and clarify, then we can really have a direction to aim for. We can keep the world from making us so dizzy, or our own thoughts from making us so dizzy that we undermine our own motherhood, our own success as moms, and our own joy as moms. So let's talk about how to clarify our own unique ideals, each one of us. And to do this, I'm going to ask you to work a bit bit backwards with me. Ask yourself this question. What kind of mother do I want to be remembered as being? Now, Let's not get too dark and sad here. All I want you to do is imagine a scene in the future of a Thanksgiving or some other family celebration that your family traditionally has every year. And your children are all grown and they're sharing childhood memories. What kind of warm recollections do you wish for them to have of you? Now stop yourself from running all those scenarios of all the things you're afraid that your children are going to say based on your difficult days. Instead, I want you to think about what you really wish that they'll remember. Even if you haven't achieved it yet, even if you've never attempted it, let's talk about what ideals you'd like them to remember about you. This is not about anything except the warm memories you want them to have of you and your home life from when they remember as adults their childhood. And now what I want you to think about is not the voices in your head that you're judging yourself by, 
not the people that you hope that one day in the future will somehow acknowledge you and approve of you as a mother. Because every one of us has those battles in our minds. But when we think about what we want our children to remember warmly about us, that kind of tips us off on who we really are, what really gives us joy in being moms. And the freeing thing is that every single one of us is going to have a different list. And that's awesome because each one of us is unique and unrepeatable with unique families and our great joy is that God gave you to your children because you have specific gifts he wants you to share with them, or at least the ability to develop those gifts that he places on your heart. So as I said, you might not have ever even attempted some of the ideals that spring to mind that you wish your children will remember in the future. But if he's placed them on your heart, he's going to give you the capacity to learn and grow in that. The next step I want you to take is to make two side-by-side lists on a piece of paper. On the left side, list all the shoulds that run through your head of what you should be doing or that you just should be in order to, again, quote, measure up as a mom. Write them down, get them on the paper, things, everything you can think of, like, I should have a perfectly clean house, I should be making all organic meals, I should be um, holding down three jobs while getting the kids to Olympic practice every day. Whatever they are, big or small, list all of those shoulds that sort of are ever-present or even tyrannical in your life. Get them all down on the left side of the paper. Get them out of your head. Now on the right side, List all the things that you would love to do as a mom that would give you joy right now and a thrill in your heart when your kids remember the mom of their childhood or even the mom of their adulthood if you're at that stage. Because remember, moms, it's never too late to transform into the mom you want to be. Never. As long as you are alive you have a chance to grow and change as a mom and be be for your children who you really want to give them. Now, you've got the left side of the shoulds and the right side of the things that would give you joy as a mom. Compare the two lists. Are the plans that you've made for this year or this season in your life leading you toward your own ideals? Not your shoulds, your ideals. Are the daily strivings of your life after those shoulds leading you closer to your children? Or are any of them putting emotional or even time wedges between you and your family so that those ideals can't come to fruition because those shoulds are blocking your way? With your lists and these questions in mind, evaluate prayerfully. What has to change to move you closer to your ideals? And then begin to surround yourself with messages through social media, books, even one new personal connection that support your ideals. And then take steps to sift away those things that don't, those 
those things on your Pinterest board, those Instagram people you follow that don't support your ideals, even people in your school or church life that are telling you all these shoulds that you should have as a mom, but aren't really supportive of your ideals, what you want your family to be like. Ask yourself then, what's one small thing I can do right away to take a step toward who I want to be, who you want your family to be? It doesn't have to mean reworking everything in your life, taking your kids out of classes, quitting your job. It doesn't have to. Just one small thing that you can do today or tomorrow to implement even a tiny bit of what that ideal is. Just list one or two little changes that would bring you joy and help you feel closer to your family. Just hush all those voices that say things to you like, the kids won't go along with it, or I shouldn't make any changes because, fill in the 82 blanks that are left there. You're the mom. You can make any changes that you believe will benefit your relationship with your kids. You get to set the tone and atmosphere in your family, and you don't need anybody else's approval to do anything that would give you a closer, more loving, warmer family life. The family life that God's calling your family to. It won't look like anybody else's. Now, ask yourself what are one to three things that you want to plan differently in the future. Next week, next month, the next holiday that's coming up, the next vacation, next summer, even next school year. Not this one, but the next one. What would you like to put in place that will increase the warmth and connection between you and your children? Don't take it all at once. Just go with where your heart leads you. Write your ideas down. None of us can remember these things in the midst of our busy lives, but having them written down allows you to revisit the list. Even every day, just revisit that list. Try to implement one small thing a day. Make a note of your successes each day, no matter how tiny they seem. Write down one thing that you want to do together tomorrow to help your family create a warm memory or atmosphere that supports your particular ideals. And then finally, moms, after you've given yourself a chance to process your new ideals and desires and plans, share them with your family. It's okay to tell them that you love them and you want to be the best mom that you can be for them. Let them know that you want to work toward these new ideals, this more connected and loving family, this, this vision that God is giving you personally, and ask them if they have any ideas of little things that you can all do to make you feel closer to each other and to create warm memories together. Let them know that you love them enough to grow and develop into your best self as a mom. And when you do, that allows them to know 
that they can feel safe enough to grow and change and strive to feel good about who they are too, who they are meant to be instead of somebody else's ideal of who they should be as a student, an athlete, an artist, whoever they are. You're giving them permission by showing them and leading the way towards the changes in your family life, in your motherhood, that will bring you joy and create for yourself the mom you want to be. The mom that when your kids are sitting around decades from now talking about their childhood, they're talking about those warm family memories, those memories of you that give them joy, that put that smile on their face, that give them warmth in their heart. And when you listen to that happen over that family meal many years from now, your heart will just bloom because you will know that you took the reins of that, that you assessed what your ideals were, that you pushed away those shoulds, and you began one little step at a time to become the mom that you were created to be. Not some cookie cutter of what somebody else wanted you to be, but who you were created to be for yourself and your children. I hope this exercise will give you great joy and a direction to aim for that is as unique and unrepeatable and as wonderful as you are. God bless you all. See you next time. Welcome back, moms, to a brand new season of Momfidence. I'm so glad to be with you again as we creep into September and the school year starts. The summer was extremely busy around here, so while I had hoped to drop you a few podcasts, that didn't happen. Everything from lots of work to lots of joy. Our oldest child, our son, got engaged this summer, so lots of celebrating here. And God just turned my heart toward really being present for all of that. Um, The work was wonderful. It included a lot of things that I'll be bringing to you in the future, including some great new resources that are coming out of a symposium that Greg and I held at Notre Dame on family life this past summer. It was a little like planning a wedding and an academic brain trust all at once. Um, So it took a lot, and I needed to be present to my husband and my children and the ministry in those ways, and now I'm taking a big deep breath and so glad to be back with all of my fellow moms where we can really spend some time boosting each other up and giving each other that confidence to do what we're called to do as moms and, and be our best selves. And as we start this new season of momfidence, it's causing me to stop and really reflect. As I'm sure September is making many of you stop and reflect. Because all of us went to some school or another, we are, most of us, trained in in the academic year in some way. Um, This is certainly true if our kids go to school now. But even if our children aren't in school yet or they're past the school years, September and the school year seem to bring about that sense that happens a few times a year. I know that 
It happens again in January, the first of a new year. I know for many Christians it happens again um, during Lent, where we say, where are we supposed to go with this new season, this new time? And so September is really doing that for me, and I'm sure for many of you, as you plan the schedules for your life and for your children's lives, where new activity choices come into play, where you're grabbing all the school supplies and getting those ready, and you're just trying to figure out how you as a mom and your family can meet the new demands of, of the school year this year. But often, as we reflect on that, it can become a bit daunting, a bit overwhelming. And that's especially true if we're planning around what I call the shoulds that lurk in the corners of our minds, telling us all the stuff we must do if we really want to measure up as moms. But my question to you is measure up to whom? You see, the shoulds, you should do this if you want to be a good mom. You should do that if you want to be able to fit in with us. You should be able to do this if you want your children to achieve. Those shoulds come from so many places. Sometimes they come from the past, from expectations from our own parents or our teachers. Other times they come from other moms, the moms at school and our places of worship, and we see how they all do something, or even in some cases they really dictate how something should be done in your school or in your group. And, and there's not a lot of room for you to figure out your own way because the pressure is, is really on in that situation. Sometimes it comes from the social media that we look at because we see all of these moms whose houses are perfectly clean and who are creating perfectly healthy meals and who are doing 50,000 crafts. And, you know, it's just that, that standard where we see it through the lens they've created for us and then we internalize it and it, begun, it begins to become that should in our brain that sets a standard that's set by people we don't even really know but it begins to undermine our own joy and our own peace and maybe even the voice of, of God telling us what we should be as moms in our own lives. Sometimes it's the books we read. Sometimes it's the standards we set for ourselves because something we've run across or people we've met set a standard that seems desirable in some way. And so we just begin to add those aspects to our lives and it affects our lives. Everything from how we dress to how we keep our homes to the activities we participate in to the number of things we enroll our children in in a given year. All of this can come to bear on us. It can even begin to um, dictate our spiritual life in some way, where we begin to strive over those things. But I'm inviting you today in this first podcast of the new season of Momfidence, as we all begin the new academic year together, to take a breath and ask yourself, are those standards, those shoulds that are in your head, right for you and for your children? 
I just want you to take a moment, I invite you to take a moment and ask yourself, what are your ideals? Now, this can be a really hard question. Sometimes we're so busy just trying to get through the day, trying to get the homework done, trying to get the kids to bed so they can get more than two hours of sleep a night, trying to get them on the bus in time, trying to balance work and home and family and friends, that we never stop and really say to ourselves, what are my personal ideals as a fam as a mother and, and for our family? And I think that it's a wonderful thing to stop and ask ourselves this, because if we don't, life can become truly chaotic. You know, I, I get this image in my head sometimes of being at a birthday party. We, when I was a little girl, you know, birthday parties were very old school because it was that time. And one of the, the games that we would sometimes play at, at a child's birthday party when I was like four, five years old was pin the tail on the donkey. Now, they don't have an e-version of this, so I don't know if people still play this. But basically, for those of you who remember and for those of you who don't, I'll fill you in. There's this picture of a donkey on the wall somewhere. It's missing a tail. The child, all the kids line up. The child who's it gets blindfolded and spun around several times. So they lose their sense of direction. They're handed a paper tail and just pushed and said, go. And there's the kid, blindfolded and dizzy and having lost all sense of direction and they're just supposed to march forward and pin the paper tail on the correct spot on the donkey. And then, as a kid, we'd take off our blindfold to see how close we'd gotten to our goal, to, to that right place on the donkey. And whether we'd gotten close or we ended up all the way across the room from that donkey, we were usually just absolutely astonished. And we just wondered, how in the world did I end up here? Whether we'd gotten it dead on or we were just completely on the other side of the room, we didn't know how we got there. And I often think that, that motherhood can be a lot like that because unless we stop and pause, we end up without a sense of direction and no vision to really aim for. And it's very difficult to hit the mark. And we don't even know when we hit successes, exactly how we hit them sometimes, so we can't replicate it in any way. We can't say, well, this is how I kept the family th together through this, or this is how I inspired this child to do that successful thing. Even if it's as simple as, you know, they took the garbage out that night. We don't know what it was. But if we can stop and clarify, then we can really have a direction to aim for. We can keep the world from making us so dizzy, or our own thoughts from making us so dizzy that we undermine our own motherhood, our own success as moms, and our own joy as moms. So let's talk about how to clarify our own unique ideals, each one of us. And to do this, I'm going to ask you to work a bit, bit backwards with me. Ask yourself this question. What kind of mother 
do I want to be remembered as being? Now, let's not get too dark and sad here. All I want you to do is imagine a scene in the future of a Thanksgiving or some other family celebration that your family traditionally has every year. And your children are all grown and they're sharing childhood memories. What kind of warm recollections do you wish for them to have of you? Now stop yourself from running all those scenarios of all the things you're afraid that your children are going to say based on your difficult days. Instead, I want you to think about what you really wish that they'll remember. Even if you haven't achieved it yet, even if you've never attempted it, let's talk about what ideals you'd like them to remember about you. This is not about anything except the warm memories you want them to have of you and your home life from when they remember as adults their childhood. And now, what I want you to think about is not the voices in your head that you're judging yourself by, not the people that you hope that one day in the future will somehow acknowledge you and approve of you as a mother. Because every one of us has those battles in our minds. But when we think about what we want our children to remember warmly about us, that kind of tips us off on who we really are, what really gives us joy in being moms. And the freeing thing is that every single one of us is going to have a different list. And that's awesome because each one of us is unique and unrepeatable with unique families. And our great joy is that God gave you to your children because you have specific gifts he wants you to share with them, or at least the ability to develop those gifts that he places on your heart. So as I said, you might not have ever even attempted some of the ideals that spring to mind that you wish your children will remember in the future. But if he's placed them on your heart, he's going to give you the capacity to learn and grow in that. The next step I want you to take is to make two side-by-side -side lists on a piece of paper. On the left side, list all the shoulds that run through your head of what you should be doing or that you just should be in order to, again, quote, measure up as a mom. Write them down, get them on the paper. Things, everything you can think of, like, I should have a perfectly clean house. I should be making all organic meals. I should be um, holding down three jobs while getting the kids to Olympic practice every day. Whatever they are, big or small, list all of those shoulds that sort of are ever-present or even tyrannical in your life. Get them all down on the left side of the paper. Get them out of your head. Now, on the right side... List all the things that you would love to do as a mom that would give you joy right now and a thrill in your heart when your kids remember the mom of their childhood or even 
their mom of their adulthood if you're at that stage. Because remember, moms, it's never too late to transform into the mom you want to be. Never. As long as you are alive, you have a chance to grow and change as a mom and be, be for your children who you really want to give them. Now, you've got the left side of the shoulds and the right side of the things that would give you joy as a mom. Compare the two lists. Are the plans that you've made for this year or this season in your life leading you toward your own ideals, not your shoulds, your ideals? Are the daily strivings of your life after those shoulds leading you closer to your children? Or are any of them putting emotional or even time wedges between you and your family? So that those ideals can't come to fruition because those shoulds are blocking your way. With your lists and these questions in mind, evaluate prayerfully what has to change to move you closer to your ideals. And then begin to surround yourself with messages through social media, books, even one new personal connection that support your ideals and then take steps to sift away those things that don't, those, those things on your Pinterest board, those Instagram people you follow that don't support your ideals, even people in your school or church life that are telling you all these shoulds that you should have as a mom, but aren't really supportive of your ideals, what you want your family to be like. Ask yourself, then, what's one small thing I can do right away to take a step toward who I want to be, who you want your family to be. It doesn't have to mean reworking everything in your life, taking your kids out of classes, quitting your job. It doesn't have to. Just one small thing that you can do today or tomorrow to implement even a tiny bit of what that ideal is. Just list one or two little changes that would bring you joy and help you feel closer to your family. Just hush all those voices that say things to you like, the kids won't go along with it, or I shouldn't make any changes because, fill in the 82 blanks that are left there. You're the mom. You can make any changes that you believe will benefit your relationship with your kids. You get to set the tone and atmosphere in your family, and you don't need anybody else's approval to do anything that would give you a closer, more loving, warmer family life. The family life that God's calling your family to. It won't look like anybody else's. Now, ask yourself what are one to three things that you want to plan differently in the future. Next week, next month, the next holiday that's coming up, the next vacation, next summer, even next school year. Not this one, but the next one. What would you like to put in place that will increase the warmth and connection between you and your children? Don't take it all at once. Just go with where your heart leads you. Write your ideas down. 
None of us can remember these things in the midst of our busy lives, but having them written down allows you to revisit the list. Even every day, just revisit that list. Try to implement one small thing a day. Make a note of your successes each day, no matter how tiny they seem. Write down one thing that you want to do together tomorrow to help your family create a warm memory or atmosphere that supports your particular ideals. And then finally, moms, after you've given yourself a chance to process your new ideals and desires and plans, share them with your family. It's okay to tell them that you love them and you want to be the best mom that you can be for them. Let them know that you want to work toward these new ideals, this more connected and loving family, this this vision that God is giving you personally and ask them if they have any ideas of little things that you can all do to make you feel closer to each other and to create warm memories together. Let them know that you love them enough to grow and develop into your best self as a mom. And when you do, that allows them to know that they can feel safe enough to grow and change and strive to feel good about who they are too, who they are meant to be instead of somebody else's ideal of who they should be as a student, an athlete, an artist, whoever they are. You're giving them permission by showing them and leading the way towards the changes in your family life, in your motherhood, that will bring you joy and create for yourself the mom you want to be. The mom that when your kids are sitting around decades from now talking about their childhood, they're talking about those warm family memories, those memories of you that give them joy, that put that smile on their face, that give them warmth in their heart. And when you listen to that happen over that family meal many years from now, your heart will just bloom because you will know that you took the reins of that, that you assessed what your ideals were, that you pushed away those shoulds, and you began one little step at a time to become the mom that you were created to be. Not some cookie cutter of what somebody else wanted you to be, but who you were created to be for yourself and your children. I hope this exercise will give you great joy and a direction to aim for that is as unique and unrepeatable and as wonderful as you are. God bless you all. See you next time. Thanks for joining me today for this confidence moment. If you want more encouragement, come on over to momfinance.org for the blog and other confidence-boosting resources.